welcome to the first official podcast for the ITC group. In today's episode, we'll be covering some tech news from the last month and from discussing what's going to happen in the future. Uh, we will also be covering a small section on jargon busting, trying to explain to people what the big words mean. Uh, joined with me today, I have Richie. Hello. Just to start things off, I'll be explaining who I am. So I am Thomas, I am the Level 3 Digital Marketing Apprentice here at ITC. Uh, things I like to do is watching anime and playing games. I'm a very simple individual. So Richie, would you like to explain to the listeners who you are and any hobbies that you have? Yeah, well, my name is Richie Aiden. I'm the I'm one of the first line engineers at ITC. So whenever you call us up, I'm probably going to be one of the people you'll speak to first. Um, outside of work, I'm your typical sort of IT person. So I'll sit around and tweak with computers. I'll play video games. Um, just sit around watching YouTube. Yeah, I'm uh, not much in the way of hobbies and fun stuff. I played guitar for a bit, but uh, that was a while ago now. I feel like we're very similar in that matter. <laughs> Rightio. So, what made you want to join ITC as a company? Well, I've worked similar jobs before uh, for bigger companies with bigger sort of customer bases and different kinds of, uh, of, of network kit. The difference more industrial sort of side of things. More industrial, yeah. I say industrial, the, the, the technical term would be enterprise kit, we'd call it. Sort of high level stuff, very, very complicated stuff, um, designed to serve you know, hundreds, thousands of people. Um, which is is a different pace to what I'm uh, I'm really kind of tuned to. I'm tuned more to sort of small business, medium business type stuff, which is our main customer base. So it just sort of felt like a good fit to come and join a company that's pretty much supporting, not exclusively, but predominantly that kind of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Now onto our main segment in the tech news, where we'll be discussing what's been happening in the past month and what's to come. So in the past month, has there anything interesting been happening? Long and short, no, <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, tech news has been very, very quiet this past month. There's been, I, don't know, I say tech news. There's been some noise in gaming and things like that, but I'm not, I'm not too, I'm not too sure with what sort of current at the moment. I'm not keeping up with that. Uh, tech wise, in general, it's been fairly quiet. Though going forwards, Microsoft have put uh, their latest Windows 10 update out to the testers today. Uh, might have been yesterday actually, but past day or two. And obviously that's going to be getting tested by them, and all being well, that'll be in the next couple of months, it'll be on people's PCs, so looking forward to that. Not sure what features are in it yet, they're being very close-lipped about it, but that's Microsoft to a T, really, keeping everything <laughs> close to their chest. Um, but yeah, your general stuff, I think we can expect sort of, you know, performance improvements, stability tweaks, things like that, and maybe a couple of new features here and there. When I know more, I'll certainly be, uh, certainly be letting everybody I know hear about it. <laughs> Well, what I've been seeing is quite a lot on the HoloLens 2, and I have written a blog post on it, which you can see up on our uh, live page on the website. Uh, quick and short of it is, it's an augmented slash mixed reality headset system, which will allow you to, well, it's more aimed towards businesses, and allows you to try and, in a sense, grasp your work physically and see real-time results of things, as well as cutting down costs and travel, allowing you to physically be in meetings from anywhere in the world with other people from different parts of the country and the world. Sounds pretty interesting. I think I need to have a bit of a look into that. I'm not too familiar with it. HoloLens 2 itself is a very interesting piece of tech. Uh, the first edition was purely consumer and did not take off very well, but then they decided to take it to the business side and more orientated towards business users. So say I'm a customer coming to you with a problem and I can't really understand anything that's going on. Could you explain to us exactly how you'd go about fixing the issue and the backside of things, as well as how you'd go about explaining it to the customer themselves? 
Uh, well, obviously we need to gather a little bit of information, but we've, we speak to people varying degrees of technical ability all day long. So um, what will happen is you just basically describe the problem as best you can, and then whoever you speak to is going to start asking you questions about what the problem is and uh, sort of try to build a bit of a, a picture of what that is. So don't worry if you're not sure about any of the technical bump or any of the wording or anything like that or any of the technical jargon that you might end up hearing us talk about. Um, just describe it as best you can, answer the questions that the engineer is going to have for you and that will give them the picture of the issue they need to go and get it fixed. From there, usually, we'll try and put the phone down so we don't have to wax technical in your ear for the next 20 minutes and then hop on to wherever it needs to be. So it might be some server infrastructure we need to go and hop on and make some tweaks to, uh, it might be an email platform, um, you know, all sorts of little things like that. But that's where we come in. So we would basically take over from that point. Once we've got the information, we take over and basically investigate the issue from our side. We'll try and recreate it, try and fix it, see if we can recreate it after that. And then we'll be back in touch to test. And then we'll try our best to explain what's gone on if it's kind of relevant. But uh, one thing on the whole process is if we ever start talking back to you in terms you don't quite understand or if you're a little <laughs> bit unsure, if it's just not clear, because believe me, technical people are very good at talking technical and not realising it. And there's also so, different levels of technical talk as well. Absolutely, yeah, Even absolutely. a smart person with good technical knowledge can be lost in some tech words. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I find myself lost on a daily basis when I'm reading some support <laughs> articles. But no, um, if ever we're talking to you and you don't quite understand what we're getting at or if it just doesn't seem too clear or if you think we're talking garbage, um, just feel free to always stop us and just ask for a bit of clarity because it's much better for everybody involved, especially us, if everybody understands where everything's at. So... Don't ever be afraid to stop us and ask what we're on about and ask us just to try and, you know, maybe dumb it down if you need it or reword it or, you know, whatever you feel you might need. Just ask us. We're happy to sort of tone it down a bit and give you something you can actually understand. <laughs> totally agreeable. And that leads us very nicely into our next uh, segment, which is Jargon Busters, or Jargon Busters for most people. Uh, so, Richie, have you got any jargon words which might be a bit complicated, which could be explained for people? I do indeed, yeah. Something that's happened a lot recently. Um, it happens eh, somewhat regularly over time. Um, it's a phrase you might have heard of called profile rebuilds, specifically male profiles. Um, what tends to happen over time, uh, you know, bad emails or just bad storage of emails can result in corruption or other problems. Uh, the end result then is that your male clients, so Outlook or Thunderbird or whatever, might not work very well or at all. Um, the most common fix and one of the simplest fixes for everybody involved is what's called a profile rebuild where we go in, we take a look at what the operating system, so Windows or Mac or whatever, has got hold of for its email settings. We tell it to forget all of that and then start it again. The idea being it clears out all of the nasty stuff that's there, anything that's corrupted or anything that's you know got bad settings or bad caches in it. It'll clear all of that out, it'll create a brand new, fresh um, sort of space to put all of the emails and such like that which computers really do like when they've been you know running for a while and they've built up a lot of uh, a lot of rubbish in there and then usually you'll find that uh, your email problem is solved with that there are some minor caveats that come with it anytime you hear somebody talk about a mail profile rebuild you've got to bear in mind a few things might be a bit of a problem so when you're typing out an email it'll auto complete it for you so you get part way through and you'll get some suggestions appear below um, unfortunately, the majority of those do get lost in an email profile rebuild because it's just something that we can't preserve between profiles. But that's not a problem. Your address book's still there, so you can still get all your contacts that way. And as well as that, as soon as you've typed in an email address once, Outlook or your mail, prof your mail client is going to remember that. 
and you can um, you can call it back up in future as you would. Over time, it'll fix itself really. As you send emails, it'll remember them, and then it'll suggest them to you next time you send to it. So yeah, it's, it, it can be a little inconvenient at first, but the choice is either entering an email address completely, or your emails don't work. So yeah, <laughs> it's an easy choice to make. I'd say so. I would say so. I would like to know that you said a, a mail service called Thunderbird. Yes, uh, I'm just trying to think of ones off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, I don't think I've ever heard of that one. <laughs> it's a Mozilla one, uh, Firefox. Um, a lot of people probably heard of Firefox, the browser. Um, they also make a mail client called Thunderbird. I did um, not know that. Yeah, I've used it myself in the past. It's, um, I personally prefer Outlook, but um, the thing with Thunderbird is it is entirely free, which is, I think, the main reason most people use it, because Outlook most certainly is not. It is about as far removed from free as you can get. Outlook can be quite expensive. It's very good at what it does, but it is very expensive. Thunderbird... Guess you're kind of paying for the name for that one. Yeah, you're paying for the name. Thunderbird is completely free, much like Firefox, the browser that goes along with it, and all sorts of other things that uh, the company called Mozilla do. So, uh, yeah, if you if you don't have a mail client, I suppose, yeah, have a look at Thunderbird. Try that and see what you make of it. And uh, then maybe we can rebuild your profile there too. <laughs> and alongside uh, Mozilla, I really prefer Firefox over Google Chrome and it's just it seems more user-friendly and less intense on the machines yeah yeah there's a big argument particularly in the tech world on whether or not Firefox or Chrome is better um, most of the time it can be reasonably agreed that Internet Explorer and Edge don't <laughs> feature in this race um, people use Internet Explorer to install one of the other two so uh, no my personal preference is Chrome but it is a little heavy on memory usage it can be a little taxing on computers but then again, I do have a gaming rig at home, so it can pretty much deal with that. Most computers will run Firefox, no problem. Some might struggle with Chrome, so I can kind of see where people lean towards Firefox, but I prefer Chrome myself. It's so just personal preference. For really. more consumer base, Firefox is probably slightly better, but again, it's it's not much different from Chrome. Yeah, any web browser is a web browser. If you type a web address in, it'll take you there. If you punch something in to search, it'll search for it for you. At the end of the day, it's just down to personal preference. What works best on your PC, what works best for you. And the good thing is Chrome, Firefox, a free Internet Explorer and Edge come with Windows, so you can try them all. And if you find one you like, just stick with it. Absolutely, that was lovely. Well, this has been uh, the first official podcast for ITC. I'd like to thank you all very much for listening. I've been your host, Thomas, and our wonderful guest, Richie. Bye. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you have any questions you'd like answered or asked, just message us on any social media platform, prefacing the entire message with hashtag ITCpodcast, and tag us in it so we can find you online. Thank you very much for listening. See you all next time.